this is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armish. Greetings, fellow Acreona, and I have to tell you, I'm fucking knackered as uh, I've upped the time on my exercise bike in the morning from uh, 45 minutes to an hour, doing 21 kilometres, which is about 13 miles. 15 minutes might not seem that much, but when I started in November, I was only doing 8 kilometres in half an hour, pushing that up to 3 quarters of an hour and 16k at the end of March, and as an added bonus to myself, I've ordered a rowing machine. Let's get things started with John Lennon and some instant karma.
Sticking with John Lennon, Ryan Hamilton and the Harlequin Ghosts are going to be releasing their new album, Nowhere to Go But Anywhere, on the uh, September the 18th. A track from said album, in the shape and form of Jesus and John Lennon, has been lifted from it and uh, is one of two co-written by Stephen Van Zandt. Uh, from the title, I assumed, it was a reference to Lennon's Bigger Than Jesus misquote. Now let's get the record straight. What Lennon was arguing was the public were more infatuated with the Beatles than with Jesus and that the Christian faith was declining to the extent that rock music would outlast it. Now, the last part might be you know, contentious, but 55 years later, more people regularly go to gigs and concerts than attend church services. However, that has absolutely nothing to do with the Jesus and John Lennon song. Off the track, Ryan tells American songwriter, do you ever feel like, no matter what, some things are destined to fall apart, no matter what you do, the end result is the same. This song is about that. Ryan Hamilton and the Harlequin Ghosts, bigger than Ryan Hamilton and the Traitors. Na, 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 na.
John Lennon Jesus incident was the first time that I realised that the press could manipulate the truth. Obviously, long after the event was on, you know, not that old. Last Friday, unfortunately, too late to be worked into that evening's show, Tom from The Phobics shared a link to a band hadn't heard of with RPM Online following suit. Singularly, if Tom or Dom recommended something, you know, you investigate. If they collectively do so, you march straight over to whichever platform you can purchase the music the quickest and part with your money without even hearing a note, let alone a bar chord, because you know it's going to be good. The band that warranted me running over to their band campsite was the Gorilla Teens. The band hail from Portland in Oregon, that automatically should pique your interest, and consists of Gorilla Deluxe, Anna Bananas, Def Jeff, Teenage Tim and Saltine. Strip away the nom de plume and you find Scott Drake, Anna Anderson, Jeff Fieldhouse, Tim Connolly and Saul Cole. Any one of those names should get you going. But altogether, yeah, now here's the thing. Uh, just because people involved are all outstanding in their own respective field doesn't mean that they're going to be good if stuck together. Fortunately, for all concerned, this isn't the case. I did panic slightly, you know, and break out into a mild sweat as the first demos that were on the uh, Teenage Gorillas Bandcamp site were due to be removed and replaced by two new ones. Luckily, the ones going, as in Dillinger Red, and Super Aces, open brackets, bonus poker, close brackets, I had just bought. Uh, the new ones were The Last Time and Black Weather. All tracks were recorded remotely, which really beggars the question if they're this good when they're apart what they're going to be like when they get together whilst you mull that over this is black weather <laughs> So 
Tom also mentioned that it had been a while since I played any phobics, and that all you discerning fans of good music must be ready to hear some more. Indeed, he has a valid point. Phobic's latest album, Burnt Rubber, that was Path of Love. Sometimes, band is great life, but can't capture that magic in the studio. On the other hand, you can pick up an album, play it, it's brilliant, but when you go and see the band live, you know, they just can't cut it on stage. Luckily, the Phobics manage effortlessly to do both. Shit on stage, shit in the studio. Yeah, of course I'm joking. 
don't hate me tom right update on my sky q situation as you might recall a couple of weeks ago we were supposed to get a new setup only for on the day the engineer to tell us that he needed a height team to put the new dish on our roof with this all happening a week later as in last saturday so i'll get up early on the day because they're due any time between 8 a.m and 5 p.m only for mrs a to ask why who then subsequently told me that they'd already installed it the day before i hadn't even noticed when i came home last friday armed with a takeaway football was ready on followed by more football followed by mrs a turning it off whilst i got myself ready for last week's show it still has the same amount of rubbish on it now a program that i was looking forward to was rockfield the studio on the farm because uh, that's where motorhead recorded their debut shelved album on parole with phil taylor joining re-recording all but one of the drum tracks the dan were there for the black album and its follow-up strawberries radio birdman recorded radios appeared there in 1978 breaking up pretty much straight after so obviously I was looking forward to hearing war stories about, you know, Mohead and the damned tenure. Unsurprisingly, not a sausage. Admittedly, you can't pack every band that ever recorded at Rockfield into, you know, 90 minutes. However, Black Sabbath, you know, they featured heavily, but uh, only rehearsed their debut album there. Instead, we got the Boo Radleys, the fucking Boo Radleys as they really changed the course of musical history with Wake Up Blue. Simply groundbreaking. What we should have heard was this.
possibly this. Definitely this.
But not this. One thing that did come out of it was a Facebook post from a damned bassist, Paul Gray, alluding to a book that he is writing. Uh, talking of books, the one I am currently into is Mick Farron's The Tale of Willie's Rats, which is the fictional story of the rise of the most demonic rock band ever. It was published by uh, Mayflower Books back in 1975 and has never been reprinted. The going rate uh, seems to be about 100 quid. Fortunately, I picked up mine for a hell of a lot less than that. Luckily, with its battered cover to Mrs. A, it looks like it's only worth a few quid, if that. There is, however, a free digital PDF version that is available from the glorious trash blog spot. I'm only about halfway through at the moment, but it is an excellent read. If you like Ian Banks' Espadare Street, The Tale of Willie's Rats, is right up there with it. Being written in the mid-70s, I did cringe and wince at some of the language used. It just shows how far we have come. It's a shame uh, it wasn't made into a film, as I could see it being on par with uh, That'll Be The Day and Stardust. I do wonder if Mick took his cue from the Hollywood brats, as Andrew Matheson's sick on your autobiography seems very familiar. Mind you, a lot of the classic rock and roll stories of excess cover the same ground. Only the names have been changed to protect the guilty. Obviously, as uh, Willie and the Rats is a fictional band, I can't play you anything by them. I can, however, play you something by the author. This is Baby Pink from the Portobello Shuffle, a testimonial to Boss Goodman and a tribute to the music of the Deviants and the Pink Fairies album, featuring Mick Farron, Andy Hlucklin, Filthy Phil Taylor, Chris Holmes and Skylar Fegren. Did you ever stop to think, Baby Pink? When the iceberg starts to sink, Baby Pink, you just freshen up your drink, Baby Pink. Baby Pink, getting closer to the brink, Baby Pink. Telegraph the missing link, Baby Pink. First you swagger, then you slink, baby pink. Jezebel, she holds the phone, the rebel rouses, standalone. Confucius has one final moan and exits for the twilight zone. But did I see you wink?
as you cross the great divide, baby. Who is on the other side, baby king? Just watching worlds collide, baby king. The hunter's only just begun. The Vegas odds are ten to one. With steady hand, she aims a gun. The chicken run is so much fun. Were you the first to blink? Baby Pink It is later than you think Baby Pink Try spying through the chink Baby Pink Is it blood or just red ink? Baby Pink Are you running out the fink? Baby Pink Or just pissing in the sink? Baby Pink Is it galvanizing zinc? Baby Pink so the bodies never stink, baby pink. When you're skating at the rink, baby pink. You look stupid dressed in mink, baby pink. Duncan Reed from Duncan Reed and the Big Heads, and you're listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. You'd be nuts to listen to anything else.
straight after Farron, Cloghorn and Taylor and Baby Pink. You heard because I played The Pitfalls of Being an Outsider by Michael Munro from the One Man Gang album. I did do a double take when guitarist Rich Jones posted the cover to the Just Heard single on Instagram as I automatically assumed that it was a brand spanking new song. Of course, on closer inspection, the title said otherwise. Still a great song, though. As for seeing uh, the Michael Munro band at this year's Hard Rock Sleaze at the end of August, yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Although the, the event hasn't been cancelled, I just can't see the logistics of social distancing making it financially viable. I guess the organisers are just waiting for clear instructions from our government. Yeah, I'll be happy for it just to be delayed for a year. Anyway, let's get into this week's Covers Corner. Up first are the Dolly Rots, who uh, last week released a covers album, obviously, called Girl Groups and Punk Beats The Covers. The track I have selected for your consideration is Da Do Ron Ron, I Wanna Be Sedated.
as you know, I like covers too. Yeah, on the whole, be different from the original, which brings me to Gilby Clark and his version of Born to Lose. Now, Gilby Clark is famous for not being Izzy Stradlin, something that will follow him around no matter what he does. I've seen him a few times live, and he is great. Uh, although I do recall the squirrel commenting once that he played one too many covers. Uh, some songs you shouldn't touch. The Heartbreakers Born to Lose being one of them. However, having said that, Gilby, along with bassist E.J. Curse and drummer Troy Patrick Farrell, pretty much replicate the song note for note, which under normal circumstances, I would have said something along the lines of, well, what was the point of that? But it's like hearing a new, undiscovered, laying in the vaults, forgotten version from the classic Heartbreakers lineup. Uh, I did think after hearing it that Gilby should have been the guitarist to tour the Dolls Dancing Backwards in High Heels album and not Earl Slick. See what you think. Johnny Thunders, you have to be a brave musician to cover David Bowie. I've seen Ginger Wildheart tackle and win the ball off Queen Bitch live in a small club, but he has stopped short of recording it in the studio. I mean, he's got more than enough quality tunes of his own. Tuck Smith 
formerly of the Biters and currently enlisting the restless hearts thanks to the postponement of his stadium tour opening for Motelecro and Def Leppard found he had some spare time on his hands and proceeded to record some acoustic covers in his attic, the results of which he put up on various streaming platforms. This clearly is one of them. It's a god-awful small affair To the girl with the mousy air But her mommy is yelling no And her daddy told her to go But her friend is nowhere to be seen Now she walks through her sunken dream To the sink with the clearest view and she's hooked to the silver screen But the film is a signing bore For she's lived it ten times or more She could spit in the eyes of fools As the eyes go to focus on sailors Fighting in the dance hall Oh man, look at those cavemen go it's the freakiest show Take a look at that loud man Breeding of the wrong guy Oh man, I wonder if he'll ever know He's in the best-selling show Is the life on America's tortured brow The Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow Now the workers have struck for fame Cause Lenin's on sale again See the mice in the million hordes From Ibiza to the North or Broads Rupertani is out of bounds To my mother, my dog and clowns but the film is a saddening bore Cause I wrote it ten times or more It's about to be read again As the eyes gonna focus on sailors Fighting in the dance hall Oh man, look at those cavemen go It's the freakiest show Take a look at that loud man Beating up the wrong guy Oh man, I wonder if he'll ever know He's in the best-selling show Is the life on to this week's demolition segmentation i really should find something appropriate to use as an intro joe desgloss who is no stranger to the paranoid school rock show recently put up on his facebook page some live acoustic songs of material 
he's currently working on. On one track in particular, punches were not held back. A more laid-back acoustic garage demo track called Conversations with the Girl is all about sleep paralysis and being visited by apparitions that Joe had a dream about has been uploaded to the YouTubes that sounds remarkably like this. It's only been, what, six episodes since I last played some eight rounds rapid in the shape and form of tracks that was lifted from the band's up-and-coming new and third album, Love Your Work, and I do. But uh, another tune has been made available that is called Eating. There does seem to be a lot going on on said track. Vocally, it's easily identifiable as David Alexandra, but uh, musically... Yeah, there are elements of past sounds, but it seems the band for album number three are pushing boundaries. Until next week, take it easy. (laughs) 